TLDR, you guys are awesome. Welcome back to TLDR, Nick, issue 32. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. With me, as always, is my hunk in crime. We really put the Woodward and Bernstein to the DSG uh, this week, my friend. Yes, we always did. Smokes, how you doing? I'm doing great. We had, for those who haven't uh, listened to it yet, and maybe you're just watching us on our, one of our streams right now and haven't listened to us before, we talked to Scott Snyder again this week. You can go listen to that interview on Geeks Worldwide Radio or on any of our channels that uh, we have, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. But yeah, I, I mean, it's always a good time talking to Scott. And this yeah. was some, you know, we were talking about it afterwards. It's a little bit different from the other ones, of course. With the first one, we talked Noctera, and this time around, we also talked Noctera. But we got to dig into more his relationships in this business, his development in the business and everything. And I'm always here for that kind of stuff, especially with writers. Yeah, it, it was fascinating uh, because, you know, as we mentioned in the interview, I think what, what prompted a lot of that discussion was his Kickstarter campaign that he did for Noctera. And, and, and you know, the big thing with that was getting the script for the first issue. So I found that fascinating as I was reading through that and then just reading through the actual comic and, and seeing the parallels between the two. And we got to learn a lot more about him and his process. Uh, but he just, it, there was so much great stuff there, you know, and just sort of getting to know him a little bit better uh, and understanding, you know, his philosophy was, was really something else. Yeah. And he's, I mean, it's just, he's, when you get these titans in the business too, you think, oh, are they going to, do they want to talk about themselves? And I would think they do to some extent, but then it's for the people who are just getting started too, I think that, or if you want to get into comics more as a, you know, on the production side or creative side, whatever, Snyder is one of those people who's always trying to promote young, uh, new voices. And he yeah. really, like, he gives a lot of valuable insight in this, uh, in the interview that we did with him. And the other ones were great too. I mean, when we talked about death metal, I mean, God, and the first yeah. time we had him on, he just gave us so friggin' much. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, and we're going to be talking to him again at some point down the line. They got a lot more announcements with Best Jacket Press coming up. But again, Scott Snyder. And of course, we have, you know, plenty other interviews too. Corey Pruitt up to task. He, we talked to him a while back. Rodney Barnes, of course, talking to him about Philadelphia. Everybody's talking to Rodney Barnes about Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing, uh, and we're going to have to talk to him when uh, they get ready for the Celtics uh, Lakers HBO series that he's going to do. Yeah. Because oh, Burnham as Larry Bird. Interesting choice. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. I, I, I my big thing is can he do, can he uh, perform Larry Shot? I understand if he can't make it and they got to, you know, <laughs> they got to edit things, but I, he needs to at least get that form down. But 100%. Anyways, uh, as you guys all know, or those new to the show, we are Amazon Associates, and we we have a, a link in our link tree to all the books that we talk about on this show. If you guys want to go buy those on Amazon, if you're not going to your local comic shops, we know some of you guys um, aren't able to get out of the house, so we understand that. So Amazon's there for you guys with that. Um, I am behind. Actually, I did not upload last week's books, but I will get those up with this week's as well, I know. I, my apologize. Um, and of course, you guys can go get TLDR merch over on TeePublic. I just got a new shirt. I probably should have worn it today, but whatever. Still haven't worn my Rossi's Horrible Take one yet, but that's beside the point. And those shirts, the PCP ones, they go to uh, – those funds all go to charity. Frank says hi. So make sure you guys are doing that. It's a great cause and everything. But, uh, Joe, catching up, you know, I, I hadn't read Tokyo Ghost before. Um, like I read it in the week leading up to this episode. We, we yeah. saw that it was options for a movie. I know I'm revealing it early on, but I wasn't catching up on anything. I had the the books that came out this week that I wanted to read, but did you have anything that you caught up on? So I only caught up on one thing this week, and it was, it was nuts because I think between this week and next week, uh, there's like 40-something new comics coming out, all ones that I'm interested in. So 40? 
yeah, there was like 17 something this week, 18 that like just one specifically that I'm interested in. And then I went ahead and looked at next week because I like to do that to see if I have some upcoming reviews to do for Geeks Worldwide. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was like 20 something. Like, my list is like 20 something. I'm like, holy smoke. So I tried to read as many of the books as I could for, for this week as possible. But I did catch up on AWA's Man's World. Uh, number three. Oh yeah, you were big on this one. Yeah. Oh, absolutely fantastic. I nice. think I think it's only going to be a four issue arc because I think it said to be concluded next next issue. So when that's done, I'm going to give that some heavy heavy consideration uh, for doing it on the show because that's just been um, that's just been absolutely fantastic series. You know what's funny is we keep like trying to plan out different things for the show. And I was realizing as we were getting ready, there's a book that came out this week. It's the seventh issue of the series. So that means the first arc's done. And I think I saw yeah. that the trade was already out. And I was like, wait a second. I haven't even, I haven't even like set aside time to talk yeah. about this book necessarily. So I'm probably going to get to that somewhere down the line, but stuff keeps popping up. The book you're talking about today, for those watching on the stream, you can see what Joe's uh, going to be getting into, but we'll save that for a little bit later. Let's talk about what's new this week, doc. And we'll start with Marvel King and black issue five, the final issue of this event. We, look, we're going to talk about it in spoilers, like we've done with uh, other major books, major events, or miniseries in the past. But Joe, give me one word, two words to describe this uh, final issue. Fucking nuts! Absolutely crackers! Holy smokes! Really? I, I, that 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 is yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> Got to wait till the end. After after we go over our book, our main books, uh, we will get to that at the end. But Star Wars: The High Republic issue four is out this week. I've liked this so far. I don't know if I'm going to do an episode on it, but you know, I always like a little bit of Star Wars action. Uh, the Bounty Hunters 2 is another one I'm trying to get in on, and I'm seeing as I'm reading King and Black, there's another one that's going to have more Bounty Hunter stuff. Give me all the Bounty Hunter stuff that we can handle. And where the hell is the Mandalorian books? They were teased. Like I, I feel like last year before the pandemic, I get stuff happened between you know now and then, but I thought we were supposed to get those still. Who they'll, they'll, probably, they'll probably hold off on those until it's about uh, six months before the next Mandalorian, you know, series comes out, so they could probably do an issue a month mm. leading up to the show, and mm, you know, I don't like that, Joe. Why do you? Why do you got to speak things that are probably truthful? That's not what we're doing here. It's freaking <laughs> bullshit! I don't want that. Uh, for Boom this week, so for me, Seven Secrets Seven. That's a book I was alluding to before. I have not read that yet. There are a couple of things that are ahead on my uh, stack, and of course, reading Tokyo Ghost. But Joe, there's another first issue out this week that I saw when I was picking up my books at the comic shop, and I'm curious if you read it, if you have a stance on it, because it's Boom issue one. So uh, it's Magic: The Gathering number one, mm -hmm. and so I played this game, uh, you know, when I was in middle school, uh, but really haven't touched it since and it's widely popular the cards are widely popular you know so i'm familiar enough with it but uh it's boom it's number one it's magic okay i'll give it a shot and <laughs> you didn't see anything i can't go all the way down in my chair like that i'm not like a parents <laughs> <laughs> so i i think this was a very interesting book i was a little lost because it you know it's been 20 something years since I last had anything to do, you know, with this game, with this property, but you played the game. I played the game when I was in middle school. Didn't weren't you fucking listening? To, uh, no, I was just thinking about how I was going to make a magic joke. I was just that, that's all I cared about right now. I'm the funny man of the DSG apparently now. So well, I gotta, and the I tough gotta, guy. I got to keep that. up. I don't know where that's coming from. And the resident tough guy. Well, you take your shirt that, off. I'm not the one. That, well, I mean, okay. There's but there's glory muscles, and then there's like effective muscles, and I think Max the one that's proven right. Or he at least talks like he's the tough guy. Right? He's going to take on every animal. Anyways, continue with your magic stuff. 
So uh, it was a good book. I was a little confused because there's obviously been massive world building since I've last, you know, uh, you know, dabbled with this property. Wait, you played but... Magic the Gathering? No, never. Oh. I've never even fucking heard of it. I just oh. grabbed this book on a whim. Oh, okay. That's, that's kind of weird, I think, but whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, but it was good. You know, there was a, there was a good story there. I, I only think it's five or six issues. So I'll probably, I'll definitely read the next issue. But this was, uh, it took a, it took about halfway through for me to really kind of get a sense of what was going on. But um, I like this better than I liked the Dragon Age um, book that I read last week. Yeah, I know. And that was, I mean, Look, I don't frustrate because I love that problem. We've had some frustrations with Dark Horse recently. I mean, because yeah. Lady Baltimore, you were disappointed with. I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was yeah. great. Then Gods of War, I was not too pleased with. But then again, I'm not pl one playing that video game. But it's one over the years I wanted to try. Yeah. And then um, what was there? Was there was another thing that pissed us off, and I can't remember for life me what the heck it was. But then you have um, Dragon Age. I'm curious with Magic: The Gathering. It sounds like you kind of need to have somewhat of an understanding of what's going on with this world to read this. Is that right? A little bit, a little bit. Like I said, I was That's confused. Well, I was confused, but then about halfway through, because they, they actually do a little bit of world building through narration in the story. So about halfway through, I kind of got a sense of what was going on. So I'd imagine that people that have, you know, are hardcore magic fans, they'll pick this up, read it, and probably love it and, and understand what's going on, no problem. Hmm. For me, it did its job where it, it was it was just enough action and it, it it held my attention just long enough for me to want to read the second book. Okay. I think the second book will, will really be the make or break it for me. You know, okay. if I'm like if I still feel lost, you know, by the time I'm you know reading the second book, I'll probably pass on it after that. But I'll give I'm, it a chance. I, I, so I know nothing about Magic: The Gathering, but I always felt like oh, it's it's probably interesting. I mean, I'm not big into those types types of card games or whatever anything yeah. like that, but. I always feel like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Like I played Yu-Gi-Oh a little bit as a kid and then I played Pokemon a little bit before that. But even then I just more like the cool artwork and everything. Yeah. And then that's where comics came in. But I'm curious, like, so you, do you think somebody who knows zero, like legit, I couldn't name anything about Magic the Gathering. I Could I read this or no? I think you'd be able to pick enough up. You know, okay. it's not like I have this, you know, vast knowledge of it myself like i just some of the things they were talking about sounded familiar just from kind of paying a, a small cursory attention to it over the years but i would i would give it a read nick i think you'd be able to by the end of the first book okay that was interesting i'd like to see where this goes okay all right yeah. so maybe i'll so maybe i'll give it a shot then and go back and, and pick that one up what else came out from boom this week besides those two? uh so uh the last witch number four mm. uh, this, is a, this is a boom box uh series absolutely love it absolutely love it it's a great little uh great little story it's picking up steam um i absolutely love it i would you know definitely recommend it to to anyone who you know, enjoys fantasy stories uh and then i've got to catch up on this series because i've only read the first is two issues but origin six out of six came out this week so i imagine a trade is probably not too far around the corner uh but i love what i read from the first two issues i even may i may have even gotten to the third issue uh, but I can't wait to wrap this one up. You know, feed, I'll, I'll probably just start from the beginning, uh, you know, bang through them all. And uh, hopefully it's one uh, that we can talk about on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then another book that, that we talked about, Dark Horse, a second ago. I know the only one that came out this week that you're looking at from them is Fear Case Issue 3. Are you caught up on that one? Because I know you were a little behind. I got to read this one. Okay. Because uh, I caught up with it after the fact. Because, again, I just can only get to so much, uh, you know, uh, to the, you know, 
Jesus Christ, Joseph. I can only get so much in a day on Wednesday mornings, and I wanted to read this. It was right on top of the stack. I just didn't get to it in time. Yeah, and sometimes it's, it's, it was definitely a little bit easier when we used to do the show on Thursday to make sure that we had everything in order. But yeah. that's, that's them's the breaks. Um, yeah. Resistance Uprising came out from AWA this week, and this is something that I was, I, I think, caught my eye. Yeah, this, yeah, I'm trying to remember yeah. the cover. This did catch my eye, and I'm curious, uh, are you giving this a shot? Because it seems like AWA is like kind of in boom territory for you now. Kind of, kind of. They're just, they're just like maybe a notch right below. So they're, they're, they're catching. They're catching up pretty damn quick, but I haven't had a chance to read this. I read uh, Resistance Reborn, which was a one-shot that came out a couple of months ago, and that was sort of like an origin story because there's already been a you know a, a five-issue arc, just the Resistance. Mm. And so the Origins, uh, or sorry, the Reborn was uh, an Origins to that, and this uh, Uprising, I'm assuming, is picking up where the first uh the first arc uh, left off so i've got a little catching up to do i did pick it up i do plan on reading it um and i want to go back and uh and read the the original run of resistance as well okay and now image of course we talked to scott snyder this week and part of yep. the reason that we that happened this week is because noctera issue two came out which i did review for geeks worldwide and this has been did you get a chance to read it before i talk oh about yeah it? oh yeah yeah this uh i love sundog She's badass. Uh, I need us. I get like they're him and McFarlane are buds. Get her on the phone and say, "Hey, we need to make this figure yesterday. This yeah. needs to get done." I know you're busy with your DC stuff, but this character's <laughs> awesome. I'm all in on this story. And Scott said how this is going to go. I think he said beyond 25 issues. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got a, he's got big plans for this, and I'm and, and he he talked about having some uh, what he called interstitial uh, issues, which I you know I would assume would be some one offs, uh, and I'm hoping those are backstories because uh, I want. I want to know how Emery and Black, uh, um, um, oh Jesus, uh, Val, I'm just blanked on her goddamn yeah. call sign. Sundog. Sundog. Jesus, I was thinking of Blacktop Bill. Uh, uh, yep. I want, well, all three of them. I want to know their backstories. Like we know of Val and M when they were kids, but I want to know about their training. Oh. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because like where we see them in flashbacks, where they are now, there had to have been some extensive training and extensive schooling because because uh, Emery is uh he's a wizard, you know, with with all those gadgets and things and he's like he developed her rig. And that's mm -hmm. a badass rig. Yeah. And she could fight, man. And I want to know, I would love like even just give me a one-off like of, of each one of those characters that give me just a little bit more about them. I think that'd be tremendous. And that sounds like it might be in play where he goes and yeah. does a one-off or like special little things. I'm pretty things. sure he tweeted something out about doing that with blacktop bill um, ah, okay. and, and giving us an issue or a small arc about his origin. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I would love, I would just love that because I think because those characters are so badass, especially yeah. uh, Val. She's fucking awesome. She is a great character. I'm very excited. Seriously, if you guys aren't reading this, get in on it. I don't know. Well, I say that, and I don't know exactly how you're going to get these books now because these things are selling like hotcakes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, went, I mean, I went in today, and I, I mean, it's Wednesday, and I don't know that I saw any on or many on their the Newberry Comics What's New pile. Like, yeah, they, we I mean, had like, a couple at my store, but not many. That, yeah, that's it. Just, I think it was just a couple. I mean, I, I'm subscribed, so it's on my yeah. pull list, so I'm good. Where I did see a lot of Shadecraft, which came out. Was that last week that we talked yeah. about? Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of that. I highly recommend it. It was a good first issue, and I'm I'm very much uh, excited for the second one. I'm not, I can't say I'm fully in on it after the first one, but <laughs> I, I really like it a lot, and I, I, I'd be stunned if I'm not fully in on it after two. 
But yeah. Uh, Image also this week we had Dark Beyond 3, and you are reading that? I am reading that. Uh, America and Dolfo. Uh, oh, yeah. Then, yeah. I, then, then I should be reading this too. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. It, really, really good. I love the issue. Um, I I just I think I said this last time. I just the art is great. Mm-hmm. I just love her art so much. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and I wish she was doing the art, but that's a lot. I mean, she because she's yes. used to doing everything herself. So I get why she wanted to probably pull back from that. And that's not to again not to uh, you know the art is absolutely fantastic, and it's along the veins of what Mirka you know Andolfo does but it's not quite what she does I understand and that's you know? important I mean yeah. I, I I totally understand that I mean like I'm reading Tokyo Ghost was drawn by Sean Murphy and yeah. now general like he's he has said before like he there may be instances where he writes or, or draws for a different writer but more often than not he's just going to do his own work like all of it yeah. and then he has Hollingsworth as his uh, yeah. his colorist I, I'm reading Tokyo Ghost and thinking that he wrote it. I know he didn't write it. Yeah. Totally thinking that the entire time. So I totally understand with Andolfo, yeah. you feel the same way. Now, I picked this up just because I know you're going to read it. And I'm curious, um, you know, because it's got Chip Zdarsky's name on it. So, of course, this is a must read for Doc. And I'm curious if you ended up getting this one from Image. I did, but I grabbed this uh, this cover. Uh, I that wasn't that was not yeah. uh, available for me. That I, still like the, I, still like, I still like the main cover. I mean, yeah, the, you you got the guitarist on the front, and this guy looks like he he looks a little nuts. I'm just curious if you got a chance to read it before the show. I did. So it was it was funny because you know I'm I'm like I'm going through. I'm writing now writing down all the books for the week last week, and I forgot that Chip Zdarsky was attached to this. Mm-hmm. And then I go and read it, and I go, oh, that's right, yeah, and then. What I found out, so this was an awesome story. It was a great book. Uh, highly recommend reading it. This is an anthology series. Oh, and okay. Zdarsky's only, you know, so every book I think is going to be written by a different uh, writer. Okay. So Zdarsky wrote book one. If you look uh, at the back of Walsh. the issue, you know, it tells you that uh, it tells, oh, sort of tells you what the next uh, story is going to be. Um, the Silver Coin, Girls of Summer by Kelly Thompson and Michael Walsh. So, oh, okay. So Walsh is gonna, looks like going to be the artist on all these, but Kelly Thompson, I like. Yeah. So the premise is cool. There's this sort of mysterious coin, and uh, it it it's uh, it, it sort of I don't want to say granted our guitarist powers, but it, it definitely gave him abilities. But there's also a dark side to to what comes with that. And it seems like at the end of every issue, this coin is going to end up in someone else's hands. And that's how it's going to tell a, a different uh, sort of story. So I'm loving these anthology books. Like, mm-hmm. I know we've gotten a lot of, like, I think there's two types. And I'm going to sort of distinguish them by saying that we've, we're, we've been getting a lot of short story to books, like Superman, Red and Blue, Wolverine, you know, Black, White, uh, and Blood, you know. So those Carnage, are yep. yeah, those are one type. And then these anthology books like ha ha ice cream man the silver coin these awesome horror books that you know might a hotel was very similar in that regard where you mm. sort of you've got sort of this one sort of linking thing but each story is a little different and 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 will it all come together or is it just going to stay separate i've got no idea but man this was this was a great read and it was classic zadarsky writing and the artwork was great. It was a great story. And I can't wait to pick up uh, the second issue. So classic Zdarsky writing means that 
stunk? Is that what you mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was brutal. Yeah, well, no, there's a reason I haven't read Daredevil top yet. Top notch. Just, just yeah, because you're being you a fucking prick. Oh, well, I don't know what I'm going to tell you. Also came out this week, uh, speaking of writers that we like, Bliss issue six. And that was uh, Sean Lewis. I haven't been reading this, but it caught a lot of people's attention because of the cover. And I'm assuming that's why you jotted this down in our notes. Yeah, I mean, I jotted it down because there's been a lot of buzz about it, and it's a, it's a series that I've heard really good things about. I haven't read it either, uh, but issue six came out this week, so this is one that I plan on uh, trying to get caught up on uh, mm -hmm. because it's just it's Sean Lewis. We know, you know, it's it's going to be a great character driven story. It's gotten a lot of buzz, so yeah, um, because uh, all the elements are there. Because I mean, AOC is on the cover. So yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean, I saw that and I was like, wait, what the hell is this? I remember hearing <laughs> about Bliss, but what has AOC got to do with any of this stuff? So that that one definitely threw me for it. Yeah. But then we have IDW this week. We have, uh, you know, like they normally do, where it's Star Wars The High Republic is coming out with Marvel. They also have one Star Wars Adventures High Republic for IDW. Issue three of that is out this week. Chain to the Grave issue two. And then Star Wars The Next Generation, The Gift. And this is a one off. Are you a Star Trek guy? You said Star Wars. I said uh, Star yes. Wars. Oh, oh, thank you. Star, well, because you know what? I don't give a shit about Star Trek. I <laughs> am a Star Trek guy. Oh, uh, my lady friend is a Star Trek fan. so she's. I am a Star Trek fan, not to the level of uh, a Star Wars fan, but, you know, I, and especially the next generation because I grew up watching this with my old man. Um, so I haven't read any of these IDW books yet this week, but I plan on getting to them. You know, Star Wars Adventure, um, High Republic, It's 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 been a good – it's been a good Star Wars story. It's not one that I'm going to talk about on the show, but the story's been good. Okay. Um, Change to the Grave number one was weird, mm -hmm. uh, but interesting. You know, that's one where, like, the second book is really going to make or break it for me, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the Star Trek book's just uh, just a one-off, so that that's just uh, going to be a fun read I'm looking forward to. And then lastly, before we get to your book, we had DC's books out this week. Suicide Squad issue two and Crime Syndicate two. I am going to read those. I don't know what's going to happen with Crime Syndicate if I'm going to do that on the show. It's a three-issue miniseries. I don't think that I will, but I'm, I'm having fun with it so far. I know Batman 107 is out this week. And that, oh my God, is that the one that they have the Ghostmaker story in it? Yes. Oh, no, I got it. I think it is. Yes, 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 yes Yeah, yes, yes. and we get the what's the the whatever Molly Miracle Molly, right? Is that her name? Oh, sorry. Uh, that is Batman One Hundred Seven. Yeah, I only yeah, wrote yeah, the yeah. freaking story for Geeks Worldwide when yeah, that news yeah, came yeah. out. But I need to get this because I want to read. Uh, I want to read Ghostmaker, and it's the artist from the Pull too, which I talked about a while back on the show. But also Batman Second Son, the next Batman issue one. That is a digital release right now, right? And eventually we're going to get um, physical copies later on. For which one, Second Son? I believe so. Yeah. Then that's the I next have Batman. that in my hand right here. You do? Okay, so now, so then it must have came out digitally already a little while back. Okay, nice. Did you get a chance yeah. to open this one up yet? I got I I to get this one. I haven't yet because I grabbed it yesterday. Um, I love that variant cover. I'm looking forward to reading that. And I, I'm, I'm about a third of the way through Batman 107. Okay. Um, so I loved uh, – yeah, this is the, the one Miracle Molly and all that. So I am uh, – Super I gotta get this for the Ghostmaker stuff more than anything. Like no, yeah, because 106 was fantastic. Was it? Was yeah. he? Was Ghostmaker in that one too, or no? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, but he didn't have the um, he didn't have his like uh, like back backup story in there, right? It starts at 107. Correct. Okay. Well, a little bit, a little bit. Okay, so it's that, but he's there. Okay, but that's fine. Okay. All right, I gotta get I gotta get on that. But anyways, Doc, it is time to talk about your book you have planned for this week. Again, those watching us know. 
what you're talking about more than likely, but why don't you tell the people who just listen to us? So I am reading uh, uh, the book I'm talking about this week is uh, Superman Red Sun. Mm -hmm. uh, this is written by Mark Millar. Artist is uh, so a couple of artists here, Dave Johnson and Andrew Robinson did books one and two and uh, Killian Plunkett and Walden Wong did books two and three. So I don't know why I didn't really read into why there was an artist change, if that was uh, deliberate or if something happened. Um, right. But the colors were Paul Mounts and the letterer was Ken Lopez. And so this is a book that I've known of, uh, but hadn't read, uh, but knew the story. But I love the DC movie. The animated movie is absolutely fantastic. So good. It's a must watch for comic book movie fans like period Ab yeah absolutely fantastic i have here thanks to uh nicholas flamel i have the uh mcfarland straight that thing <laughs> is badass it really is the uh the, the the todd mcfarland you know figure there so just i mean i've known of this book because it's a great concept it's it's, it's what if Superman had landed in you know Moscow instead of you know Smallville, ah. and so love love the movie. And so my my wonderful wife got me a gift certificate to um, Newbury Comics, the best uh, for my birthday. So when I was there, I'm, I'm taking a look. So I got a huge stack of stuff. I got some saga books. I got some regular books, and I grabbed um, uh, I grabbed that, and I said I, I got to do this for the show. Got to do it. So. Uh, read that for this week and Nick, it is absolutely phenomenal. And I think what a lot of what I'm going to do is I'll talk about the book, of course, but we'll do, a, we'll do a lot of compare and contrast, uh, you know, between the book and the movie, because we've had some issues with DC lately with their, you know, nine times out of 10 DC absolutely nails their animated stuff, whether it's cartoons shows or their animated movies, right? Their animated stuff, was, but they really fucking botched it with hush. And they really botched it with the Killing Joke, mm -hmm. and now with uh, the long Halloween trailers out, I'm really hoping they don't they don't fuck that up. Yeah, you know what's funny is I saw the animation on the um, the long Halloween, and I'd seen yeah. it for the Superman movie. That I think they were going to start things off with yeah. because, of course, you have to always start DC stuff with Superman. I don't I don't understand that, but I was I was not feeling great about the art the um, the art for that, but. You know, watching the long Halloween trailers, like, okay, it might it might be fine, but yeah, you are so right about Hush, especially because that is one of my. I mean, it's a lot of people's favorite, one of their favorite Batman books. I think it may be my. I don't know. I like White Knight a lot, but this is one of my absolute favorites, yeah. and it's just they go and change. Look, we get it. You got to change stuff for the shows and whatnot. Invincible, they're changing things here and there, and they're making good calls. But you got to do that. But the changes that they made in Hush. And I'm not even talking about the Catwoman stuff. I know that pisses a lot of people off. That that doesn't really like, go up my ass sideways. What bugs the shit out of me is the very ending. And part of me wants to spoil it for people because it's like, uh, it, hey, it's been out a long time. They make fucking hush, spoiler, the Riddler. Who gives a fuck about the Riddler? Seriously, why would you do that? It's been out long enough. You don't, I'm, I'm doing most of you a favor because it's nothing but disappointing. This is an yeah. awesome, awesome book. Must read, not say it right now. It's not the Riddler who's hush at the end of it all. And then they, but they, in the freaking anime, that's not something you change. The Catwoman stuff, fine. The Riddler thing, hell no. Anyways, we're not talking about that today. We're talking about Superman Red Sun. My apologies. <laughs> so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll touch it because they definitely made changes in this, uh, but it fits. Hush, it just didn't fit. It was just, it was dumb, 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 dumb. 
Mm-hmm. So, but the long Halloween, I, I will admit the animation, it kind of looks like there was another Batman movie uh, where it had kind of similar animation. The name's escaping me. Um, hmm. I can't think of it now. Um, it'll come to me after the show, and I'll text you. Like, oh, yeah, right. Uh, but anyways, uh, so the premise is, imagine a reality where the world's most powerful super being does not grow up in Smallville, Kansas, or even America, for that matter. Superman Red Sun is a vivid tale of Cold War paranoia that reveals how the ship carrying the infant, who would later be known as Superman, lands in the midst of the 1950s Soviet Union. Raised on a collective, the infant grows up and becomes a symbol of the Soviet people, and the world changes drastically from what uh, from what we know, bringing Superman into conflict with Batman, Lex Luthor, and many others. So this, real quick before you go on, this yeah. book has been out for a long time. But 2003. I, we both saw the animated uh, movie before reading. I have I haven't yeah. read it, and I, I very much intend to. Um, one of us was going to do it for the show, and so I had to wait. But I'm curious, like, well, like. I was just surprised when I saw that it was just a mini series because I feel like right. this is something that deserves its own black label and we're just doing that. I think it'd be awesome. I think if it was written today, it would have been black label. It probably would have been six, eight issues. But this, you know, this was out in 2003. This was when DC was sort of doing their Else Worlds thing, which essentially is what black label is now. And it was only three issues, but three issues doesn't do it justice because. Those are thick ass issues. Those are Billy oh. D thick. Three issues. C's. Three C's, baby. Got it. And okay. uh, so it's it's a pretty sizable, um, you know, graphic novel. And so it's almost like three parts versus three books, because uh, because it's definitely much longer than your, your your typical issue. It's even longer than your typical Black Able issue, you know, issue. To be honest with you, so. Um, oh, okay. I, I bet if they were to parse this out, it probably would equate to about twelve issues. That's oh. sort of my guess. Wow. Okay. Then, you know then, what I mean? I, like, then I don't have anything to complain about. Yeah. Because like I said, it, it's like I said, it's three part and, and maybe more like nine issues, right? So if like each part would maybe be about three books long. It's my, nine? Is it 12? Which one is it? Make up I don't know. Friggin I'm, all, I'm, just, try, just I'm trying to do the fucking math in my head, you know? Well, don't do that. That's what <laughs> we're about here. No, exactly. We're not Mac and Goo. We're not good at that stuff. Or Rossi, right. for that matter. <laughs> who finally, finally, by the way, wrote something for Geek Worldwide. So happy to see that. So good job, Rossi. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Wrestling. It was, it was so I don't, stuff. you know, I don't understand half of what's going on. I just know <laughs> Becky Lynch. I like. That's about it. Oh, she's uh, she's a fine looking lass. But um, what what's great about watching the movie first and then you know then reading the book for me is that. When I when I when I got to the differences, you know, it wasn't like my expectations weren't let down. Like if I had read the book first, and then like typically you read the book first, you see the movie, you're like, oh well, the book was better. Bah, 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 bah. With this, because I saw the movie first and then I read the book, I was like, oh, okay, that's where the movie was different. Okay, it wasn't too bad. So my my expectations weren't, you know, diminished any, you know, by doing that. And the changes that they did make, uh, while some were a little a lot more subtle. Uh, it still kept the true essence of the story. It didn't like just completely swerve and take the story, uh, you know, in a different direction, you know, sort of like, you know, Hush did. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, you know, the book and the movie kind of start off similar. I think the, the movie puts just a little bit more emphasis on, you know, him growing up on the farm and, you know, discovering, you know, his superpowers, whereas the book just kind of gets more into, uh, you know him as you know as you know a Soviet Superman, mm-hmm. 
but it's a, it's a, it's a it's a great we 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 know Superman we know his story right people either you know love him or hate him and and the reason why people don't like him right is because he's a you know truth justice in the American way right mm -hmm. you know he's always going to you know, do good and he's super powerful and you don't ever really see him you know he doesn't have flaws you know like Batman so I think that's why Batman is the more intriguing character because. One, he doesn't have superpowers, and two, he's an extremely flawed individual. And so the, the you know the stories that you can write for him increase exponentially versus Superman, it, it, it's always sort of the same. So when you get a story like this, where Superman is almost the bad guy, you know, you see him in a far different not to him, right? I mean, and, and yeah, and, and but where to, he's coming from, he's not the bad guy, but for us. You know, he's a fucking commie bastard, you know? You throw, and, yeah, you, you, you throw the sickle and uh, hammer on anybody and they're going to turn into the enemy for the, the majority of the audience for this book. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just really, really fascinating and interesting reading uh, Superman, you know, from that perspective. And the book is great. I know we talked about this last week. It's, ne it's not necessarily your cup of tea, but they did it well here where you get a lot of Superman narration. You know, like where he's talking about like interactions that he's having, you know, uh, he's narrating his relationship about the United States or with Diana or with like, and so it was actually done really well and it wasn't like heavy, um, but it was, it was fun getting because you get the story and then you get it from his perspective and it was just, I think it was just really well done, you know, that way. Um, but it was well, yeah. very jarring seeing him, you know, in, in red and black. And being fairly ruthless, I, I yeah, I mean the the movie was outstanding. And um, I, I, I took real quick with the, the narration. I really what, what happens sometimes. I feel like narration gives like a writer's license to just drone on and on about something. And don't get me wrong, I want to hear stuff. But part of the intrigue of comics too is that you're allowed to have the visuals work yeah. for you as well. With with this, this is definitely something I need to have narration yeah. for because we're dealing with Superman in a different like, role because of. You know, just because of where he landed, so I need to know how does he think differently. I already know how Superman thinks. You know, in normal Superman books, yeah. I can probably do without it, but for this, I definitely want it. So that's I think that was a good decision on their part, even without having read it. Yeah, yeah, because it was great because you, you you're getting you're getting many different perspectives. You're, you know, I mean, you're, and you're getting Superman's perspective, you know, internally, but you're getting you know you're seeing Superman how because in how he's interacting and how the story is unfolding because we're not used to seeing Superman you know, wanting to take over the world, you know, he is basically, you know, he, he's, he, you know, he has been, he's got that commie indoctrine, that socialist indoctrine, and he wants to, you know, it's just spreading it throughout, you know, from country to country and throughout the world. And, and, and America really is the last bastion of, uh, you know, a hope, so to speak, you know, uh, but the way, the way, you know, you know, where you see America, you know, especially in in the book, is it's, it is post apocalyptic, you know, because Superman is you know, uh, you know, keeping everyone working. He's keeping everyone fed, and and, and America under Lex Luthor is just sort of falling into this wasteland. But you know how it all comes together at the end. I, when looking at the two properties, the movie was really good, but the book, from a storytelling perspective, was just superior. Right. Okay. And that's that's not a knock on the movie, because I think the movie told a really good story. But, you know, it's a lot more personal, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, you it's a 90 minute book. movie, too. Right. Yeah. It's quick, yeah. which is great.
Yeah. Um, but I mean, so, you, but that, that limits the storytelling. And like you said, you have the true. narration too. But that's, true. And that's one quick thing. That's the beauty of comics versus regular books where you like you have you can go watch a, a movie that's based on a comic and then still read the comic afterwards and you're going to be fine as much as i want to try and read the comic before i see the movie generally speaking yeah it is a luxury that you have because this is already a visual piece it's just the yeah. things that change are more so um like just little parts of the story but yeah. where with a regular book no knock on those. It's just that the it, it throws off your yes, um, expectations. Because because well because you're creating the expectation when mm -hmm. you read a book. The words are there. The author is describing them, but it's up to you to you know imagine all that in your head. Whereas in a comic book, you see it right, mm -hmm. and so that's why when you when you when you see and you read the book hush, and then you see and watch the movie hush, you just want to fucking throw something. Right, because they just, they just don't get it. They just, but you, but anyways, you can turn you can turn it from like a T bone steak to to lamb. I am fine with that. But when you go and turn the bones into like I don't know fucking tofu, it doesn't make any sense. That is the bones what they are did. their money. The bones and, are their money. Yeah, and guess what? They spent it poorly that time yeah. around. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> so the other great aspect of this, right, is we we see Superman in a different light. Uh, you know, where he is essentially, for all intents and purposes, the enemy. But we, it, it's great because it's an alternate reality. It's a, it, it, with it being an Elseworld story, we, the whole time, everything else that we know is different. So we get a lot of the same characters, but in, in much different scenarios. Like, uh, same as the movie in the book, you know, Lois is married to Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is the only, the only thing that's really stayed the same is Lex because Lex is always obsessed with Superman. Mm -hmm. uh, but the the little twist with Lex Luthor in, in in the book and in the in the movie was nice, but there's still that mad Ooh. scientist um, obsession between you know Lex Luthor and Superman. This 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 chess game that goes on between the two of them, where Lex will literally focus on nothing else but him, whether it's you know for days, months, or decades. Uh, so that's sort of the one constant that was you know that will never change. But uh, you know, again, Batman is in this, you know, and you get you get a you get a really cool, um, very very similar, but also a little different. I like how again, I like the book storytelling here with the origin of Soviet uh, Batman a little bit better than the movie one. Um, but you get Batman; we see him not as a vigilante, but as a freedom fighter. So Batman is more like Red Hood, in, in which that he will go to whatever length he needs to go to. To get the outcome he needs, you know, where the Batman we all know and love, he'll go only so far before pulling back. Mm -hmm. On the movie, very similar in the book. Okay, right. I like he, that. He'll do what he needs to do, right? And and that that was that was really cool to see him. And I love how he, you know, his, uh, you know, he he's still got the pointy hairs, but he's got that Russian sort of uh, furry hat. Yeah, the hat. Head, yeah, you know? yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, which I love. Uh, Wonder Woman is, is in this. She is very much a commie, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, her character in both the movie and the book, again, are very similar, okay. you know. Um, so not much change there. Uh, Jimmy Olsen is not a dweeb <laughs> in this universe, you know. And he's, he's from a, Russia in it? No, no, no. He's, um, uh, he's he becomes – um, uh, he's Lex Luthor's uh, right-hand man, so to speak. Was he that in the movie too? I, I feel, believe I so, but Olsen was, 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 wasn't – in the movie all that much he mm. plays a much more prominent role in the book 
gotcha. much more prominent role actually oh. uh, in the book. So, uh, so those, those those were some of the, you know. The, so a lot of the characters that we know, they were just they were given these little twists. Uh, Green Lantern, uh, same role movie um, in the book, probably a little bit more. Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot he was in the movie. That's right. Yeah. How I, how could I forget? But yeah, you get him a little bit more in the uh, in the book, but not much. I mean. Uh, his character is what his kind of character is, um, you know, there. So it, it was great to just the imagination to sort of take these characters and really place them in in different roles and roles that we're not you know used to seeing. I mean, that's why we love Black Label so much, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so this was sort of Black Label. It was just ahead of its time. Um, and then some, some, some of the key differences between the movie um, and the book, the death of Stalin, far different. Far different uh, in the movie and the book. Which where, one do you like more? Well, so in I think I like I like them both, but for different reasons. One, I like in the movie, I like it because it's unexpected, mm -hmm. right? And it's it, it's sort of what you'd expect maybe for that Superman, but like we don't typically see Superman do that. We, you know, right. the movie's been out. I'm not spoiling it. You don't typically see Superman kill people. We saw it in in, in Snyder's. Uh, Man of Steel, and, and you see it here. So that's that's always going to be jarring when you see that. I like the book. The, the way I like the reason why I like the book version uh, is because, again, it's 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 just storytelling. So there's a sort of a conspiracy angle to it. There's a character that's in uh, the book that's not in the movie. He's a, sort of a, a bastard son of Stalin. Plays a role uh, in this, um, and and so the 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 death is different and Superman is far more reluctant to take that mantle in the book than he is, you know, sort of in the movie, the catalyst for mm. those two things. That's the, probably the biggest difference between the movie and the book is that catalyst to how Superman becomes the head, you know, uh, oh. of Russia. You know, we still, it's still the same, like the still, the, the end point is still the same, just the, the, the mechanism, the catalyst of getting there is different, but they're both good. I enjoyed them both, even though they're vastly different. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, I, 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 I don't mind that. This might have been an instance where if I had read the book first and then seen the movie, I might, I might have a different opinion. But because I did it opposite, uh, it doesn't bug me as much. I think this could be one of those instances too, where a lot of people saw the movie before they saw the book, just because of the the era that it came yeah. out in, like the way comics have resurged and everything, and of course the quality of this movie yeah. too is friggin' it's, oh, it's so. I awesome. mean, they they did a bang up job. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see a couple other differences. Um. You know, the battle between uh, sort of Lex's Bizarro Superman and mm. and the and the and Kami Superman mm. both happen uh, in in each, but uh, the outcomes are different, right? Not a massive, not a massive difference, not a story altering difference, but that was that was one of the differences I noticed. Um, and then, as like I said, the catalyst, you know, um, you know, for for Superman becoming the Kami leader, um, you know, it was it was just it it, it worked for each for each story mm -hmm. they told. And and the good thing is at the end of each, it's the same. Now the book, there's a little bit of an epilogue. It takes it just a little bit, a little step further than, than where the movie ends, uh -huh. uh, which was great, but, and it was very meta. Holy shit. Was it was, was that little epilogue at the end of the book meta? It was like, mm -hmm. what, you know, cause it, it just, you really go, oh, holy shit. You know, it's like one of those kind of things. And uh, it's like a perpetual loop. 
so we're not going to probably get anything different for this with a movie or uh, or anything to that end because we've already seen it. I would like it. Yeah. Maybe you could do some Elseworlds stuff with the CW or whatever. That would be great. Yeah. But my big question for you is could this – based on the epilogue, you know, I didn't know that portion of it. Do you think that Superman Red Sun could get – they could pick up with that story in some capacity in Black Label and do another six-issue series or even have it be you know two arcs, whatever? Um, probably not. Uh, and you'll understand, uh, when you okay. read it, what I mean by that, uh, but also possibly, you know, you'd have to do some, some, some timeline trickery, uh, you know, some mm, uh, butterfly, yeah. some butterfly effect trickery, uh, with it. So it's possible, but doubtful. Okay. So then how about this? We have Superman as a communist. I don't think the world's ready to see Superman as a Nazi, but could you see Superman, like, could you, if there was another country you were going to drop Superman in, whether it's Britain or, or Japan, China, some other place where, you know, Britain, I get, yeah, now that everything's cool, but could you see, where would you want to see Superman drop, like, instead of Smallville in Russia? See, I don't know about that because, I mean, not to lump all dictators into the same basket, but at the same at the same time, it's like the same sort of story. Like a dictator is a dictator is a dictator. I mean, I I honestly don't want to see Superman as a murderous villain. So I think mm -hmm. by having him be, you know, the commie leader that he was was perfect. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. You would have to time travel, like Superman landing in Japan, and you know, during you know. Uh, you know, you know, you know, feudal, you know, feudal Japan, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, and how, how would that, you know, how would that change the course of things? Mm. Uh, or maybe, may, maybe if he landed in Japan, you know, during World War II, uh, uh -huh. instead of doing the whole Nazi trope thing, you, you know, maybe something like that. But I think, you know, I think what would be, would be cooler is if we got maybe some other characters placed in a very similar yeah thing you know uh, I yeah mean? i mean we, and we kind of get that with metal and death metal yep. where we have uh, batman of course you know all the different versions of him in different multiverses and we do see that with some of the er other characters too more so in uh metal as opposed to death metal but i would like to see because that was more all like bruce wayne's different versions of him and stuff yeah. like that but i would i would like to see i don't know about diana necessarily but i'm sure that there are other characters who who will be fun to to mix that up with a little bit but it's um it's. Uh, I mean, I'm very excited to read this book. I'm glad you you were the one that picked it though to uh, talk about it because I've been we've it's we're, it's long overdue for us yeah. talking about this. Okay, so then that brings us to my book, which is an Image Comics uh, series that ran from 2015, I believe, into the summer of 2016. It was only 10 issues long. Tokyo Ghost, which was recently optioned for a movie that's going to be directed by Carrie. Fukunaga, I believe is how you say it. I apologize if I got that wrong, but he is the director, most importantly, of uh, No Time to Die. So we know that's going to be coming out. If, if Carrie's getting trusted with that, then obviously you know he knows what he's doing. Um, and also, the screenplay for this is going to be uh, for this movie is going to be done by the writer of this series, Rick Remender. Oh, perfect artist Sean Murphy, colors Matt Hollingsworth, of course. Like, I don't. I don't know if I've, I haven't read everything that Sean Murphy's done, but I feel like they are just like, you get one, you're getting the other. It just yeah. doesn't make sense otherwise. And then well, Russ Wooten, who uh, did the letters on Invincible, if not for all of the run, no, he didn't do all of the run because um, 
Kirkman did some of it, but he did the majority of the run, uh, the letters for that. So a uh, quick synopsis. Actually, this is actually a lengthy synopsis, and I'm pulling this straight from Image. The Isles of Los Angeles 2088. Humanity is addicted to technology. A population of unemployed leisure seekers blissfully distracted from toxic co uh, contamination who borrow, steal, and kill to buy their next digital fix. Getting a virtual buzz is the only thing left to live for. It's the biggest industry, the whole industry, the drug everyone needs, and gangsters run it all. <clears throat> and who do, who do these gangsters turn to when they need their rule enforced? Constables, Lead Dent, and Debbie Decay, which, which she's not really a constable, whatever. Um, it, well, she's not, whatever. I'll get into that in a second. This duo is about to be given a job that will force them out of the familiar uh, squalor of Los Angeles to take down the last techless country on earth, the garden nation of Tokyo. Now, Debbie Decay and Constable Led Dent are the two main characters here. Debbie is not often, uh, like she, she, they work together. They have a relationship and all that. Like they, they are like, you know, they're not married, but they're a thing. And they've been together since they were kids. She's, she helps him with his job, but, I never see her defined as a constable at all. Sure, she's like definitely does the work of a constable. She's she fucking kicks ass, but I don't. I think I feel like the, the character would take offense to being defined as a as a constable and all this. But only ten issues. There's only two trades for this. And I'll tell you what. I, I was thinking about talking about this. I went into a different comic shop when I was up with uh, Lauren in Boston. And uh, what was it? New England Comics. I told you about that. I'd oh, never yeah. been in there before. Awesome. Actually, he's in Quincy. Awesome place. For those who live in Mass, if you haven't gone there, I highly recommend giving that place a look. They had Tokyo. I, I was like just going through some stuff. I saw the deals they had, and then I saw Tokyo Ghost, and I was like, oh, I've been planning on doing this at some point, and here it is, and I know it's only 10 issues, you know, uh, 10 issues and two trades. Boom, right then and there. I get up to the front desk, and she was like, I just got these in. I was like, yeah, it just got option for a movie. So you're going to sell like hotcakes. So be on the lookout for those. Ask your local comic shop. We'll have the Amazon links up uh, at some point this weekend to the weekend. So you guys can want, get those there if you want to, too. But um, the, right away, Doc, you know, we one thing we like about the indie books is not just that the creators have control and can kind of do whatever the hell they want. Kind of. They do whatever the hell they want. With these series, they can make them as long or as short as they want and leave us wanting more. And that is what Tokyo Ghost, like Like with me, I love this world. I, I just, I, don't get me wrong, I think it's good that it's 10 issues or whatever. And it's going to be, a, I think it has a lot of potential for the movie because of the commentary that this, this is all about addiction and those impacted by not just the addict, but those you know around the addict. And then technology. And you know, I am. I, I like technology. I appreciate it. Right? We don't have TLDR does not exist without the advancements of technology, especially from the pandemic with the um, the use of you know Streamyard that we do and stuff like that. But I don't like how hooked people get to some of the, the portions of technology. I think it's terrible, and I don't like it myself. I mean, that's part of why one of the jobs that I had I don't do anymore because it's just like it was it was too much, and it's been so freeing. I honestly like can empathize with Ted Dent to, to an extent. I'm sorry. Um, lead dent in this to some extent. So he's, um, but at the same time, the character is maddening. He kicks ass. He is this big hulking, uh, you know, arm of the law. He looks, his build is very much like Batman in uh, White Knight. You know, of course, Murphy and Hollingsworth, um, you know, amazing project with DC Black Label. But he's just, he's a lot more violent, but he's also 
constantly dealing with technology. It's always in his face. And I didn't know what to expect like going into this. I knew nothing about Tokyo Ghost other than it was becoming a movie. So with him, I just figured, oh, he's – I didn't know anything about the attic stuff. I hadn't read the synopsis, none of that. And I just figure seeing him on the cover of the trade, this dude is going to kick some friggin' ass. <laughs> and he does. But I'll tell you what, Doc, he's a motherfucking frustrating character. And Debbie Decay is the – they're the main characters, but I think Debbie is more the main character. Things kind of change a little bit as you go into the second arc. But she's still the – I would say the number one as much as he gets more focused at times. But – like she talks about it quite a bit. And I think it happens early where she's like, she says she's told that she has a dependent relationship that they're hers in, in lead dense. And yeah, you kind of see that a little bit, but you can also stand, understand why um, that's the case because she comes from a rough background and everything too. But she's one of the few people in the world. That's not like the only one who's not hooked to technology other yeah. than maybe one of the villains flack, who's basically just orchestrating all of the technology that's in this. Um, speaking of flack, I don't think that dude ever wears pants. <laughs> I'm going I'm to warn you all right now. If you read the comments on your computer, which I, mean, I understand iPads or your phones, but computer to me is just weird. Don't do it at work with Tokyo Ghost because there's a lot of nudity and there's a lot of male nudity, which people tend to frown upon a little bit more than female nudity apparently. So that's why I don't take my shirt off anymore because you should offend Joe. He's one of those people, but whatever. Um, anyways, in all seriousness, where was I going? Oh, so Flack is like this, this corporate fat cat who's in charge of the Isles of LA. And then you got this whole thing going on in Tokyo and he wants to get his hands on that. And, you know, they, Debbie and, and Dent are put into that. They're, they're, they have to go do his bidding because Debbie's trying to get out. She's trying to help Led, you know, get rid of his whole tech asphyxiation. Uh, but it turned like his the technology turned Led Dent from this guy who he's an ass kicker now. And let me tell you, before the technology, he wasn't that before, Doc. And he looked like he can still be like a normal functioning human being without the technology. He's not a cyborg. He's not like this other villain who also is one half of the Sunburn Boys, Davy Trauma. <laughs> um, seriously, not to be confused with Davy Tinglefingers or Davy Eyeballs for that matter, too. All different people. But with, um, but she, like, it's she's trying to get him out. She's but in some ways, Joe, she's kind of part of his problem. And I don't like that's not to throw the blame on her. Not at all, because people who are like in a relationship with addicts, you know, like the, the person who's standing by and trying to help them through, that's not their fault. But how Led got into the drugs, is it's it's a him problem. But she, like what she does and her being as strong as she is, he can't handle that. And that's and it's like that's why I say it's, she's part of the problem. She's really not. He just needs to get the fuck over himself. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a him problem, hundred percent. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, but I but it's like I love the the use of technology as like not just something we're all hooked to, and and it's like eh, kind of an addiction when people talk about it. And, and like you know, in thumbs, obviously, it's an important thing too. How technology develops. But well, I was yeah, I was going to ask, how would you compare this to thumbs? Yeah, with this. I feel like with thumbs, there's a lot more order. Um, there's a lot more like people are able to like, function. Like there is a, there's not a hierarchy, not the word I'm looking for, but with, with the Tokyo ghost world, where we're, more so with Tokyo is totally different. And I'm not getting into Tokyo so much in all this, but it's, it's very important. And that comes it, like they get there, I think by the third or the fourth issue, again, only 10 issues to this series, but um, maybe even sooner, but 
Los Angeles is just a complete dumpster fire. And everybody like in the synopsis put it puts it pretty, you know, well. Yeah. Everybody's a mess. Yeah. Everybody's a mess. And they're all just like there are some people who just sit there all day and they're just looking at all these screens. Like let Dent, he kicks ass, Joe. But he legitimately has like it's like Stark Tech in front of him constantly yeah. all the time. Like the videos with all that stuff, just wherever he goes. But he can still kick a dude's ass. It doesn't matter. So it's just it's always a problem. So is he like on on TikTok or is this like you know like important information he's getting? No, it's like he's on TikTok and Pornhub oh, no. and uh, HBO. It's weird that we both went there at the same time, but whatever. <laughs> uh, HBO Max, all of it at the same time, and just everything's going on. So. Yeah, it is a uh, – but he still can fight. He still kicks ass. It doesn't matter. I mean, sometimes he turns it off, but not really, like, for long. So it's violent. I love – look, and, and, and all that said, you have the violence. and But there are – you know, you go through stretches without it. But Hollingsworth and Murphy may be my favorite artistic team. I love what's going on with Noctera. I absolutely love Dexter Soy, and he's still – it's hard. Like I don't, I feel like Dexter Soy could go and draw any story and I'm going to love his artwork on it no matter what. And Sean Murphy, I will too, but he fits for certain stories. I think, whereas Dexter Soy is a little more malleable and the same thing goes for Dan Mora too. But Murphy man in Hollingsworth is just so gritty. And that's yeah. what this is. It's just such a terrible world to be in. And they, they draw that and, and color it for that matter as well as anybody. Well, just like you with Constantine and anything else, like you, when you want that dark gritty, you know, I mean, that's what Sean Murphy does because his yeah. art's kind of sketchy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's very distinct, you know, yes. like, like with, with, I love Mora. He's, he's my favorite. He's, he, you know, and, and, and his art can be bombastic. It can be subtle. It can be, you know, like you said, it's, it's very malleable. Right. But with Murphy, it's just, you look at it, go, yep, that's Sean Murphy. Without mm -hmm. a doubt, there's no no question about it, and and you, you know it's why I love the White Knight series because it fits so perfectly uh, with Constantine. It was absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. um, just I I can't wait to check this book out. Now, you think it a movie was the right way to go yeah. with this? Yeah, with a ten issue series, it's you know, and and I I think it's the right way to go. Keep it tight. I mean, it's like the the thing. I mean, they say it in the synopsis, and I think you have two things that you can focus on. You know what this is about, and I'm sure they'll they'll change some things. I mean, I love that Remender is doing the screenplay for this because he's gonna yeah. he's not gonna do. I know we, this is like national shit on Batman Hush, the animated movie today, but um, like I I know when I see the the writer of the original product handling the screenplay that he's at least going to try and stay loyal to the important parts of this. And if anything, I feel like he's going to know where, yeah, we can make it, we can shuffle this around and, you know, just like, okay, we're, we're on the same track as the book. And then, okay, we can go and change this a little bit and then come back to what we're doing. I think that's so important. Um, and, and, you know, Marvel, we praise them all the time for being the best at knowing when, to, like knowing when to use something that's good and then make some slight changes to it where nobody's going to say anything. It's not a big deal. And I feel like, with with um with remender on this that's going to be huge for the script for the um for the movie but yes I, I definitely agree given the short nature of it but you could absolutely in general have a show in this world where you're yeah. dealing with the constables and the technology and all that stuff but i'd rather just keep it to the players that they have and it's nice tight and it'll be uh Perfect. you know make this a two-hour movie i think it's going to be money
Nice, nice. Oh, I'm looking for it. It sounds fantastic. I'll tell you this too. When I was going through and doing the Instagram post earlier today, and um, and, and looking at the different, there's a, I, I can't remember who the artist is, but there is a watercolor on one of the variant issues. Oh, um, it's it's. I think it's when you uh, if you go to Instagram, it's the set is the third. I've got the mashup, and then I've got Superman, and then boom, and it's just just beautiful watercolor. Uh, cover absolutely love it so i i can't wait to dip into this book and if you look at the trades too this is the second one this is uh debbie decay on the cover and she is she's awesome she's badass that sword i'm yeah. just oh but, swords, then, but I'm in. this is the first image that i saw and it is lead dent with a bunch yeah. of arrows in his friggin' back riding this badass bike shirtless he's got an uzi in his hand and that helmet looks nuts too yeah that's so, dope uh, That's this, reminiscent of the Wolverine, the you know that old co- the Wolverine where he goes into Japan, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a scene, there's a panel in there where he's just in the alleyway and he's just got like a hundred arrows in his back. So I don't know how long it's going to take for this movie to come out. I would imagine a couple years, but I'm really excited for it. And you guys got time to read it. And I'll tell you what, like I've talked a lot about a lot of awesome books on here. You know, I'm sure people are trying to chug through Invincible. Doc obviously went and just inhaled Saga, but there's a lot to those. This is yeah. nice. Two trades, ten issues, cool. bing, bang, boom, get out. And it's there's only one issue that I would say it was a little bit long. It was either number two or number three. They're just kind of giving you a little yeah. bit more backstory into uh you know, Dent and um and Debbie Decay's relationship. So that's but even then, like it's it's important to know that for them. Yeah. So that's all. But awesome. uh before we talk King and Black Doc, uh just wanted to give a special shout out to one of our listeners who uh uh I don't know. Well, Freddie, you want to just say a little something? Yeah, Freddie, we're thinking about you, brother. We love you, uh, Freddie. Uh, been a long time. He's been with us since the start. Uh, him, uh, he, he had a podcast with his buddy Andrew there, uh, Indie Alley, which really got me uh, into uh, indie comics. Uh, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna really. I'm just gonna say, Freddie, we're thinking about you, brother. Uh, we love you. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for always uh, supporting us as well. We appreciate yes. that. And uh, we got a little something coming your way, my friend. Got a little yeah. something, something cooking up for you. So thank you for all your support, buddy. Yes, thank you very much. And for those who listened to the Cullen Bunn interview in the past, uh, Joe was one that got that done, but that interview doesn't happen. That was that Freddy, was just so. right. And same thing with uh, Duanch and uh, Brockton McKinney. He helped set that up oh, as well. Yeah, and Sean Lewis was well. So I think Sean Lewis kind of too, right? Yeah, yeah. He he told me just he just said go d- yeah. go DM him. Like I can just slide to the dude's DMs, you know. Hey, we found a way to do that, right? We did. But we did. Anyways, <laughs> it is time for King in Black spoilers. If you have not read the finale of Donny Cates' uh, event, then don't listen to the next five minutes of this. Go read it, then come back because we don't want to ruin anything for you guys. So you have been warned. Holy oh. shit, Joe! Oh. <laughs> I think it was it was a, a issue two where I almost ruined my 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 spoiler streak. I mean, I kind of sort of did, but that that scene right, where right. fucking Thor just knocks the jaw off Null, right? Mm-hmm. Like that 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 right there was was what told me this was going to be a, a phenomenal series, and I had no idea what to expect. And then I finished that book today, and I think I texted you right away. I said, "Did you fucking read this yet?" You know, eyeball emoji, like hold. Yep. Well, hold I, I got to tell you too. I went in the, I went in there today, and I, I have it on my pull list. But I was like, hmm, let's see if there's any good variants that I can swap out because I like that cover that they had, the main cover. And I, I think it's the artist, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who the artist is for this series. But you need to get that. I think oh, he's yeah, the Venom artist. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's the radio I, one I um, 
he I, I I found there was quite a few Stegman. variants. Okay. The, I found a different variant though, and I'm not certain who did this one. I'll, I'll look that up in a minute, but it is Thor and it is Silver Surfer. Oh. And it looks awesome. I right? wanted that so bad. So oh, so generally so generally new my 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 Newberry comics has had for the first three issues they had a ton of variants. And I've got variants for those three issues, but the last two nothing just the, just the main cover so mm -hmm. which is pretty badass but my jaw dropped last issue when they introduced silver surfer right and uh and then oh jesus nick when he calls molnir when venom calls <laughs> molnir and it comes to him All and right. then he makes oh jesus. this is this is a major spoiler if you are watching us right now do like yes, you, have, I, you, you plan on reading this don't look this yeah. is one of the most badass images. Look at that. That oh. is nuts. All right. Hide it away now for everybody. Yeah. Go read the book if you haven't already. That is Venom with a – I mean, I think Cyclops has so much it says it too. Did Venom just like turn Mjolnir and Silver Surfer's uh, surfing board. Board, yeah, board into a, a battle axe? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, he called – and the look and the look on Thor's face, like Stegman drew that – Perfectly, the look on Thor's face when Venom just sticks his hand out and Molnir just comes flying at him. Mm -hmm. He's, uh, what the fuck do we do now? I mean, that's the look, yeah. that was the look on his face. You know, mm -hmm. holy smokes! This seeing, was this was something else. And the artist that I'm seeing on this, I believe, is Lenil Francis Yu, and then I think there's a I don't know who the colorist is on it. Um. I think, but I think that's who at least did the pencils on this. Uh, Lanil Francis, you. But anyways, on the, the variant cover Ryan that I got. So Ryan Stegman was the penciler. J.P. Meyer and Ryan Stegman were the inkers. Um, Frank Martin and Jason Keith were the colorists, and uh, VCs Clayton Cowles was the letterer. Yeah, but I'm trying to find the the variant cover artist. Like, oh, yeah, the variant. Yes. Oh, yeah, my bad. Yes, yeah. that that's where I was like confused because it's not showing in here. And then I'm looking on League of Comic Geeks right now, but I can't figure out like the, the, it's. It looks like it was a combination because normally they just say the artist and that's it. But yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, it's it was such a such a wild ride, awesome series. And then I picked up the Ghost Rider uh, one off in this, and then I picked up the. What was the other one? Oh, the Black Knight one. And the Black Knight yeah. one was, hey, you know what? That one got me into the uh, one that size this the five issue series that Size Spurrier is about to do. So okay. it it did its job. I'm 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 in on that. And then okay. uh, it's, it's it's that character is not at all what I expected. I can tell you that. And then Ghost Rider, I mean, look, I I haven't talked about this book on the show at all. This mini series, and I feel like it it was good, but not. Great. I feel like it had the, ch the chance to become great if there was another series, but Spirits of Vengeance. And that had Blade, that had Hellstrom, and I can't remember who his sister, what his sister's name is. I'm drawing a blank. And then it had Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze. And I, it was awesome. As soon as I saw that, uh, so the first issue for that, I was like, I need this right away. Boom, pick it up. No questions asked. And I enjoyed the series, but we never got more of it. And mm. I, I don't, I don't quite know why. I mean, it's a fun, like, it's, you're dealing with like some, not exactly uh, by the book heroes, and even then you wouldn't call them heroes. I just thought it was it was a good a good time to have that going, and I, I guess it must have just not done well. I don't know. Yeah, I've never been a big Ghost Rider guy, probably because he scared the shit out of me as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I still can't believe you grabbed that 
that that Ghost Rider tie-in. I mean, like, uh, but hey, 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 it's what you like, right? Yeah, I mean, I do. I I don't like. And Robbie Reyes, I've never really given him enough chance like to go and read stuff that includes him. But yeah, I don't know. I think Ghost Rider's cool, and that's. I mean, look, Nick Cage. His first of all, he has an awesome look. That's the biggest thing. But yeah, you know, I know we did the Change My Mind episode on Nick Cage, but like, <laughs> that's not going to ruin the character for me. His portrayal of it. Nothing wrong with Nick Cage. Uh, oh, oh well, but uh, okay, okay. Oh, and it's Satana, not Z- Zatana, who is uh, Hellstrom's sister. Yes, 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 and yes. actually, the artist is no way. Was he the artist on this? I thought it was Baladon who was in it, uh, who did it. But it looks like it was Dan Mora who was the artist, or is it just the cover? It's Probably the cover. Just the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did the cover, and it was David Baladon who was the penciler. But yeah, the the first cover of that was like. Anyways, uh, but we're not talking. We're not here to talk about Spirits of Vengeance again. Maybe I'll do it on the show. But King and Black, read when it. that trade comes out, read pick it, it up. And, and I didn't read any of the. Um, I did pick up the. Um, um, the was it the Nightblade, the Black, whatever it was. Um, I did mm-hmm. pick it up. I do have it. Um, what, the tie-in that you bought, not the Ghost Rider oh, one. Oh, uh, Black Black Knight. Black Knight. Yes. So I bought that. I haven't read it yet. Um, so I might I might give that a go, but. I didn't read any of the tie-ins. Um, yes, it gives you a more complete story, but you can read issues one through five and absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. It and just it was, was fantastic. And the reason we didn't go in on that, like we did with, um, like I did with Death Metal, it's just it felt because this is what they did. What DC did with this was you didn't just have the one-offs, which that's one thing. Death Metal did it, and they, I think they did a great. We talked about it at nausea. They, they've um, they did a great job with Scott Snyder, you know, running the whole thing and whatnot. But they also in right and um, I know in Deadpool that they had a, they they crossed over. You know, you you bring in the, all that's going on there, and then the same thing happened with um, Daredevil, right? For at least one issue, if not two. Yeah, two so, yeah. and I get it; it's happening in their world, so it, it makes sense to have that. But it just becomes. It just becomes a little frustrating sometimes dealing with that. So that's yeah. why we didn't necessarily go there. Yeah, I, I just didn't feel like pouring in the 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 the, the manpower, the the money into another ginormous Marvel event. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick to the five issues. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, it was only five issues because I think I think it, they tied it up. Uh, I mean, obviously they tied it up really well, but five yeah. issues was perfect. Had this been heck, if, even if this had been six, it might have been too long. Yeah, well, well, maybe. I, and, and like, there's just the other thing too is it's Venom. So as much as you know, we like Venom, and you did, you talked about the um, the Venom arc that Kate's is doing and everything like that a little while back on the show, and they also did Carnage as well, Absolute Carnage, excuse me. It doesn't like Venom just isn't going to give me that same like I. Everybody has to read this, and you have to read everything associated to it because it's going to change the Marvel landscape forever. Yes, this is important for sure, um, but it's not. It, it just it doesn't give it didn't give that vibe initially just because who the care who it's centered around that's all so yeah but you read this now if the MCU doesn't incorporate this somehow mm-hmm. especially with uh, you know now they're bringing in uh, Gore the God Butcher yeah right if they it's- don't if they don't incorporate some of the stuff that happened from this event into that mm-hmm. they're missing an opportunity here because they gotta they they'll have the ability to uh, reignite Venom. Mm-hmm. And and make him you know what he should be, but then you can introduce Carnage. You can introduce, I mean, Silver Surfer. You got to think at some, especially with Doctor Strange. How could you not have Silver Surfer at least right. get that that 
that Stephen Strange uh, mentioned that you got in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're going to have to bring him in at some yeah, point. They have to. They have yeah. to. The, the, the Ven- of course, we're still getting the Venom movie, which well, you know, we'll see how that goes and everything. But someday, someday we'll hopefully get him in the MCU. The X-Men yeah. are coming. Everybody's coming. It's just Venom. That, this is the one. Well, Venom and, of course, Morbius that we're waiting yeah. for. Morbius. Lord knows we need Morbius. And Jared Leto is Morbius, but. Anyways, uh, Doc, you got your you have um, yeah your stream with Billy this week, and that is uh, episode four. Yep, yep. So uh, me and Billy D Thursday night at eight thirty. I've heard it both ways. Season two, episode four, zero to murder in sixty seconds. And and then on change my mind this week we talked about Ant Man in honor of Paul Rudd's birthday. So our MCU rewatch vault of is just perfect timing and totally deliberate that we did it in the same week as his uh, birthday. Don't know how old he turned, but Wes is a big Paul Rudd fan. And I'll tell you what, Doc, after rewatching it, I don't think I texted you about it, but I definitely told you when we were getting ready for the Snyder interview. I was blown away at how much more I appreciate Ant-Man versus when I first saw it, which I liked it, but it just the it, 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 just to put it simply, it feels grounded, but in reality, it's not at all grounded. So I yeah. love that. Plus, you know, plus, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but, it, you know, I haven't watched it since I had watched Infinity War and Endgame, yep. right? And so the role that Ant-Man plays in those, so now you go back with having all that information, going back and rewatching it, I imagine you're able to pick up on some things oh, yeah. that elevate the movie. Yeah, you know, uh, where it wouldn't have before. So go listen to that. Check out Doc Stream too, and hopefully that audio gets put up from uh, I've heard it both ways. Gets put up on the PCP page. I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's always a roll of the dice. You never know. But anyways, until next time, Doc, stay sexy. You know it.